You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday edition, everybody. Locked on Lions right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you with Tuesday, December the 21st and Wednesday, December the 22nd. Boy, what a difference a week makes when talking Detroit Lions football and you just win one game and all of a sudden everybody's on the bandwagon. Everybody's excited. People talking about Dan Campbell and the buy-in and, and everything else. And there is a positive vibe around Allen Park. After the 30-12 win Sunday over the Cardinals, Lions will play the Falcons coming up this Sunday on the road in Atlanta, where the Lions, of course, won last year. We're going to talk to Aaron Freeman, the host of the Locked on Falcons podcast for the Thursday crossover. In a couple of days here to preview Atlanta, they're a mess. Their offensive line is bad. Matt Ryan got destroyed this past weekend in their loss to the Niners, yet the Falcons are still alive for one of those last NFC wildcard spots. By, by the way, if anybody watched last night's a Monday night debacle in Chicago between the Bears and Vikings, I mean, the Vikings have no business being in the playoff race. We saw the Lions beat them, of course, earlier in the year. And then Kirk Cousins threw for 80 yards last night, and they still won by double digits. So that was uh, certainly interesting. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Locked On Lions. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate that. Uh, find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. On the show today, we're going to hear from Jared Goff. He was on the uh, midday show, the Carson Anderson show, as he's on every week. On Tuesdays on 97 won the ticket. And uh, Doug Karsh and uh, Kang, their producer, was in for Gator today. Uh, asked Goff all about testing positive for COVID and how he's feeling. You'll hear that audio coming up momentarily. Also, Chris Spielman, we told you this last week, uh, the assistant to Rod Wood and, and, and Sheila Ford Hamp. Uh, Chris Spielman's sort of like an executive assistant, uh, jack-of-all-trades type uh, in the hierarchy of the Alliance front office. He was on with the uh, on the Dave Pash podcast, the voice of the Cardinals. My buddy Dave um, uh, hosts a, a podcast each and every week. He had Spielman on because that was his broadcast partner for a couple of years on ESPN when they did college football games together. And Chris kind of explained his role. And you listen to Chris speak and you get excited about maybe the direction of the Lions and the fact that they've got some brain power actual brain power in their front office at the very top when you talk about a guy like number 54 um, helping out in as many capacities as possible. We're going to play that audio for you as well. Power rankings, we got to get into that a little bit. The Lions are moving up in the uh, latest ESPN NFL power rankings. All of that on the program uh, today. Again, uh, Lions and Falcons come up on Sunday uh, in Atlanta as Detroit. Looks for two straight wins, something they have not done, of course, all season. They have only have two wins. The Falcons, by the way, sitting at 6-8, and eight, um, still in the playoff race, um, but not playing very good football right now. They are ranked, by the way, if you look at the ESPN Power Rankings, 24th um, in the NFL. And what's funny is you watched that game last night, the Monday night game, and, you, and by the way, let me just riff on something. Justin Fields isn't that good. 
I know there's some people say, oh, the Lions passed on Justin Fields. They could have had their quarterback. They took Sewell, blah, blah, blah. Justin Fields, I think, is going to be pretty good, but he's not going to be great. I just don't see greatness from him. And I loved him in college. I thought he was really good at Ohio State, and he won pretty much every game he started. And he, he can run. He can throw. He can do a lot of things. But I just, that that in Chicago, and I know they're going to fire Matt Nagy. They'll probably fire Ryan Pace. But I watched Fields last night. I just did not see a guy that wows me that I'm thinking, man, in two, three, four years, he's going to be great. Now, maybe the, the Bears fire Nagy. They hire Ryan Day, or they hire somebody that is this, this guru and that can work with Fields. But I just don't – I see a guy that makes too many bad throws, misses too many throws, holds the ball too long. And I'm not a – look, Trevor Lawrence hasn't played well for the Jaguars. i, I got to be honest, I haven't watched much of Zach Wilson for the Jets. The guy that's impressed the most has been Mac Jones, of course. But I watched Fields last night. I just don't see a, a special player uh, at this level. Maybe at the college level, but regardless, uh, Lions are only – one slot behind the Bears in the power rankings. Chicago's 4-10, and and they're 28th in the league, according to ESPN and their NFL power rankings this morning. Lions are 29th. Now, remember, the Bears did beat the Lions twice. Chicago's got four wins, and two of them come against Detroit. Um, but the Lions come in at 29th. They moved up two spots from last week when they were 31st. So Jacksonville's the worst at 32. The Jets at 31 with three wins. Houston at 30 with three wins. After a last weekend's win over Jacksonville. And then the Lions, of course, at 2-11 and 1. And they kind of talk about hot seat, cold seat for the coaches uh, in this week's power rankings. And they say, how hot is Dan Campbell's seat? And they say, it's cool. Quote, obviously nothing is guaranteed in the NFL, but even with a disappointing record in the first season, the Lions players and front office members absolutely love Dan Campbell and work hard for him. He has made mistakes, notably when he was first adjusting to taking over the play-calling role, but Campbell's effort and intensity have been inconsistent, which is how he has earned his respect. It's no secret that the Lions are in the midst of yet another rebuild, and Campbell didn't enter a situation with a ton of talent, but he's trying to make the most of what he has while building a culture with toughness and grit at the forefront, end quote. And that's from Eric Woodyard, who, of course, covers the Lions for ESPN. I think that's spot on. Uh, Dan Campbell has made his share of mistakes, but and I've, and I've said this on this show. The one thing I like about the Danimal is that he admits when he screws up. How many Lions coaches? Jim Schwartz comes to mind. Marty Morningwig comes to mind. Um, obviously, Matt Patricia. These guys just refuse to ever, you know, really take the heat, really take responsibility for their actions. Patricia every week said, it's on me, it's on me. <clears throat> but he didn't mean it. The veteran players all got shipped out of town, all said after the fact this guy was an egomaniac that never took that never was accountable. It was very easy to just say, put this loss on me. Dan Campbell means it. There is a there, there's a genuineness about this guy. Has he made his share of mistakes as head coach this year? Yes, the team blows. I mean, they're two eleven and one. They're not good. But you look at the situation and you realize that Dan Campbell over the last handful of games has done a better job calling the plays. Now, are they going to have a new offensive coordinator next year? Yes. I don't think Anthony Lynn is sticking around. He's been demoted. Ben Johnson, the tight ends coach, I'm pretty much, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm telling you, I think he's going to be the guy. They love him. And maybe Dan Campbell continues to call the plays next year. Who knows? But you're seeing over the last couple of weeks an offense that's actually clicking a little bit, has given the quarterback some time to throw. They're running different sets, whether it's a counter play. They've run the counter a bunch 
where golf will turn one way, hand it the other, guard pulls, whatever it is. It's working. The Lions running game has been massive over the last few weeks, and they've done a nice job. Uh, Jared Goff certainly is not flawless, but the Lions coming in at 29th in the power rankings, moving on up, all right, all year, basically. We've talked about how it's Detroit and Jacksonville at the bottom of this of this league. All right, the Jets have been down there as well. Um, the Texans, those teams all stink too. But at least with the Lions, we're seeing some 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 depth starting to be built, some young guys stepping up, and it's easily the worst roster in the league. It's worse than Jacksonville's. It is. Jacksonville went out this offseason and signed a bunch of guys, including former Lions Marvin Jones and Jamal Agnew. You don't think the Lions couldn't use those guys? All right? Uh, you know, the Lions don't have a guy like uh, uh, Josh Allen or, or anybody like that, that that can get to the passer. Or I'm not saying Jacksonville's got some great team, but uh, you know, James Robinson, their running back, probably better than anybody that the Lions have. And I know everybody's on the Craig Reynolds bandwagon. But the roster is 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 not good, and throughout the year, this team has lost so many players, including Frank Ragnall, Romeo Okwara, Jeffrey Okuda. Those were guys you were hoping would lead the way, and yet now, it's 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 not dysfunctional in Allen Park. It seems like everybody's on the same page and pushing the same way. And there's talk that this team might win another game before this whole thing's over. Weeks ago, we were talking about this team has no chance to maybe win a game. That they would end up 0 16 and 1. You don't think they don't have a chance against Atlanta this week? I think they do. I'm not saying they're going to win. Falcons lost, Lions won last week. It'll probably, you know, go a little classic up down theory this week, but there's some momentum being built in Allen Park. Uh, speaking of momentum, uh, Chris Spielman, a part of it. So is Jared Goff, uh, at least in the near future. I want to uh, touch you. We're going to hear from both guys, uh, both Spielman and Goff, um, coming up next. First, Boost Mobile, a proud sponsor here on Lockdown Lions. We appreciate them. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30 a month. Per line, so your family can harness all that brain power, too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Well, switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save at Boost Mobile, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And, hey, who wants to go to the Super Bowl in L.A. in a couple of weeks? Uh, hey, I'm in. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. So select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl 
on location. All right, so the big news yesterday, of course, Lions quarterback Jared Goff in COVID protocols. He's got the vid. That's right, he tested positive yesterday. Today he joined uh, 97 on the Tickets Midday Show, Carson Anderson, and uh, Doug asked him how he is uh, feeling and uh, what the next steps are to get him back on the field. Take a listen, courtesy of 97 won the ticket. You know, I'm feeling good. It's uh, it's pretty much a mild cold. Um, I'm feeling fine. Uh, I, I had some symptoms pop up really Sunday night after the game, Monday morning. I said, you know, I might as well just make sure this is good to go. And sure enough, uh, it was positive. So I'm trying um, to I'm trying to understand the NFL's um, NFL's policy has to come down with it has to measure your viral load. I believe right. is, what what exactly does that mean, and how does this get tested? Right. Uh, you know, I don't even know exactly what it means, but I know the number is 35 that they're looking for. If you're 35 or above, you are good to go. Um, I'm not quite sure what my number is yet, but that is kind of the number they're looking at. And there's a there's a million ways that you can try to uh, get your number there by, you know, certain medications or certain vitamins and stuff like that, that you can kind of expedite the process and, and get yourself there to, to test negative. Okay. So what's the next step for you here? I uh, just take care of my body, rest, sleep, hydration, um, medicine. Uh, you know, just just take care of my body and, and get back to get back to playing as soon as I can. So we know the NFL has kind of slightly changed their protocols and letting players come back from the COVID list. So I know it's pretty early right now. You just got put on the list, but I mean, would you say there's a, a relatively decent chance you can play this weekend, or just too early to tell? You know, I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know the chances. Um, I think I have a chance of testing negative as well as I have a chance of testing positive every day. I, I really don't know. Um, so I'll test every day, and, and we'll find out. Uh, and if I and if I happen to test negative in the next couple of days, then, yeah, sure, there's a chance. But, um, you know, I don't know. Otherwise, you feel okay, though. Those just slight symptoms that you oh, mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah, I feel fine. It's, it's mild cold symptoms. Um, I feel totally fine. Well, that's good news. Um, and certainly we wish you nothing but I, the and, best. And it's, it, it is interesting, though. I was I had the flu a couple weeks ago, and they didn't have a problem with me playing. But uh, <laughs> we're not allowed to play with this. <laughs> they, but they, I'm sure they tested you for the flu or for, for COVID yeah, back yeah, then, I, and they I, said I just tested, the flu, I, huh? I, I tested flu positive, and I was in the building the next day, and there was no issue. Huh. All right. Well. All right, so there's Jared Goff uh, talking to Karsh and uh, Kang, a Gator not in today. Um, look, I mean, obviously there's some momentum brewing with the Lions. It's not going to lead to any playoff picture, and we're not going to talk about winning a ton of games next year either. It's going to take time. And Jared Goff is not, in my opinion, NOT, the long-term solution with this team. Is he a perfect bridge guy? He's starting to look like it with the way that he's playing. Um, but with that being said, there's a giant drop-off right now between Jared Goff and what's behind him if he can't play Sunday in Atlanta against Matty Ice and the Falcons. I mean, Tim Boyle, please. Mr. August, come on. David Blau, the guy couldn't even get in in Pittsburgh when Goff couldn't even throw the uh, football forward. All right? <laughs> Jared Goff is not Johnny Unitas, nor is he uh, uh, Eric Kramer from 91. But you know what? He's the best this team has. He's a leader. He's got to be out there. And the best chance for the Lions to win and continue to make some strides and, you know, the chemistry he's got going right now with Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds and some of these guys, you want Jared Goff playing. Uh, the biggest question now is going to be, will he test negative before Sunday? 
They're, they're easing up the rules a little bit. I think he only needs one negative test, not, not two anymore. Uh, he's obviously quarantining and staying home. He's probably getting tested every day. But as he said, he felt worse last week with the flu than he does with the positive COVID test now, which he says is basically just kind of a cold and and those type of symptoms. But with the way that this Omicron virus is, is hitting us, or this Omicron variant is hitting us around here and all over really the Midwest, Cleveland. I mean, the Browns had 22 guys out yesterday. Um, the Cavs have shut down uh, right now um, in that city. So it's it's wild. So we'll see if Jared Goff can get back out there and play come uh, Sunday. Obviously, he's vaccinated or else the discussion would be he can't play for sure. Joey Bosa, the Chargers, among those unvaccinated players. Uh, Cole Beasley, also the Bills. Both those guys tested positive this week, and both are already been have already been ruled out by their teams. Um, so certainly, the players that did get the uh, um, the jab, as uh, the kids would say, uh, would have a, a better opportunity of playing um, right away with a couple of negative tests or one negative test. Uh, other than the guys that are unvaccinated and obviously need to stay away. Uh, for 10 days. It's crazy we're even having this discussion again. It was, it was just like a year ago when there were no fans in the stands and everything else, but this is where we are right now, and um, Lions have had plenty of guys go on the uh, COVID list. Of course, Jamal Williams is off now. Matt Nelson is on along with Jared Goff, so we'll see how many of these guys the Lions get back um, for Sunday um, in Atlanta to uh, face the 6-8 and eight Falcons. Falcons, by the way, are a five-and-a-half-point favorite According to our friends at betonline.ag, you got a couple of Tuesday night NFL games tonight, including a Matthew Stafford and the Rams playing, and then the Eagles and the Washington football team. You want to bet on the games? Go to betonline.ag. They got you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as we march uh, football toward the uh, playoffs and, of course, the college bowl season. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just put in the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, whatever you need. Can't bet on the NHL right now. They're shut down. Uh, you can get it at betonline.ag. It's your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Start up an account now. Get that welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so when the Lions hired Chris Spielman to be a special assistant, to be the right-hand man of Rod Wood and Sheila Fordham, yours truly on this show, told you I was a little skeptical and wary of this move. I love the move at first because I like the fact that they were bringing in some smart people near the top. But then I started to look and say, wait a minute, what is Chris going to do once they hire a coach and hire a GM? Isn't he going to want to linger around? Isn't he going to want to make personnel decisions? And so I was skeptical of the amount of chefs in the kitchen in that Lions front office because sometimes too many bosses means not, there's not a boss, et cetera. Then Spielman went on the morning show with Stoney and Jansen on the ticket a while ago and was like, hey, going into the draft, we want to build our team from the outside in. We want speed and all this stuff. What does Brad Holmes do? First three draft picks were all linemen. <laughs> so it's like, what's Spielman talking about? What's he really doing? I really love this interview that he did with Dave Pash. Check it out. Google the Dave Pash podcast. And uh, we're going to play you just a snippet. Dave asked Spielman, his former broadcast partner at ESPN, what exactly he's doing with the Lions. And I thought Chris's answer was really good. 
And I, it made me feel better about the situation listening to him talk and admit openly that he's not bucking for Brad Holmes' seat. He's just trying to help the organization. He loves the Lions. They just put him in the ring of honor. You saw that video he did when, when they surprised him. He's hugging Rod Wood and he's hugging Sheila. And, you know, this is you want good people around you helping out as long as they, you know, sort of stay in their lane, I guess. But here's Chris on the Dave Pash podcast uh, when Dave asks him what, what exactly he's going to be doing and is doing for the Lions right now. Take a listen. So... Last year, uh, about this time, about a year ago, received a phone call from Rod Wood after they uh, relieved uh, Matt Patricia as head coach, and they asked me to be a part of a coaching search. Well, first he asked me if I wanted to interview for the GM job, and I said, well, I'm very flattered that you asked, but I'm not qualified to be the general manager, Uh, but I do think I can help in other areas. So we talked about it, and we kind of came up with – this role that I'm in now. And I guess the best way to put it, it's kind of been evolving. Uh, originally it was to be one of four people on a hiring committee to hire a general manager and head coach. It was myself, Rod Wood, uh, Sheila Hamp and Mike Disner. Uh, people in Arizona should know Mike. Mike spent some time with the Cardinals and really bright young guy and will be a future president one day. Uh, and then uh, we ended up hiring Coach Campbell and Brad Holmes. Uh, after that process took place, uh, I sat in with some of the assistant coach interviews with Coach Campbell and just offered an opinion. Um, I do meet with the Ford family uh, every Tuesday morning, uh, along with Coach Campbell and, and Brad Holmes, and just offer a third perspective of what I saw during the game. Uh, I'm also involved with uh, helping people in ticket sales. I've made calls to season ticket holders. You know, it's, it's tough to sell season tickets when you're one eleven and one, but we're trying to get people to see the big vision that we have around here, and what we're trying to build and the foundation that's being laid. Um, the other thing I've been able to do is work with some of the young linebackers. Uh, I, I don't talk anything philosophically about we're doing defense. That's not my role. But as far as fundamentals and stuff like that, I work with them before practice. I work with them after practice. Uh, I'm also very involved with the personnel and scouting. I talk to college scouts on a regular basis. Uh, Brad Holmes, our JGM, uh, gives me some assignments to do to help him. Then we always bounce ideas off. Did you think about this? Or he'll ask me what I think about that. Or would you see there what I see there? So I'm basically... And I think it's a role that will probably evolve within the NFL. I'm kind of like an outside set of eyes that just offers something different because, you know, if you spend so much time around something or people start seeing the same thing. So I do a pretty good job of keeping independent thought and evaluation of what's going on within the total organization, not just the football side. All right, that audio courtesy of the Dave Pash podcast, which you can find, I think, at azcardinals.com. Dave, the voice of the Cardinals, had Chris on last week to kind of preview the game between the Lions and Cardinals. I thought that was great. I really did. I mean, this has got to be the most positive we've all been about this franchise in a long, long time. They're 2-11-1. I mean, they're no good. they got a long way to go. They need receivers. They need a quarterback. They need, you know. Defensive linemen. They need linebackers. They need safeties. They need everything. Um, they need help. But we're starting to see 
a glimmer of hope. We're starting to see some things come together. Culture's being built. Young players are getting better. People are on the same page. And you hear Chris say, I don't want to be the GM. I just want to help. Here's what I'm doing. I'm working with the young linebackers. I'm not doing X's and O's and being the linebacker coach. That's for the coaches to do. I'm working with these guys before and after practice on basics. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think it, uh, it bodes well. If people like Chris Spielman can stay in the organization and help, then maybe this organization can turn the corner. We're back again with another episode of Locked On Lions. Tomorrow we'll talk to Aaron Freeman as well on Thursday on the Locked On Lions podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday.